Welcome to Outbound, where we talk about strategies and tactics to help you build deeper relationships with your ideal customers. On the show with me today, I have Kevin Lawson. Kevin, welcome to the show. Uh, Joseph, thanks for having me. It's good to be here today. Yeah, so if you don't mind, just give me like a 30,000 foot overview of who you are and, and what you do. Well, the funny thing is, is my accent tends to point me to places further south. Like I'm not from Ohio, but I live here now, uh, but I'm from North Carolina. But what people never seem to, to connect the dots on is that I was born in New Jersey. They just never get that from my accent. But I won't go back that far on everything. So I own a business called Lighthouse Sales Advisors, and I work with small B2B companies on building sales infrastructure and then leading the founders and sales teams through the path of building revenue faster, path to revenue faster. So sometimes that looks like sales leadership. Sometimes it's sales coaching. Sometimes it's just project and infrastructure building. So my, my customers are largely local, but we do a lot of virtual work. So that's where I work, how I work and what I do. Yeah. And the fun thing about this call is most of the time I'm, we're not, I'm not in the same area as the people that I'm talking to, but we both are in Cincinnati. So, um, go Bengals. <laughs> um, yeah. So Kevin, what is your secret sauce for building relationships with your ideal customers? So the secret sauce, you know, I like to actually back up from the building the relationship piece and focus on the, how do we acquire relationships with people who can introduce us to our ideal clients? That's the real secret sauce, building a network of influence, you know, people who talk to your ideal clients. Those are the people that I, I really want to focus on building that that secret sauce with, because they're the people who uh, are already trusted advisors. So when I engage people like yourself, you're, you're in marketing for you know, you know services. And so I'm looking to connect with people like you to build out a relationship so that when you're talking to your clients, you can say, hey, that sounds like a sales problem. You should meet Kevin. That's an automatic way to build the secret sauce of trust, which is the, the, the most valuable currency we trade in to, to build that trust and, and make that uh, make that relationship fruitful earlier. Yeah, it's interesting because I had uh, Matt Hall on episode four and he talked about e building an ecosystem or not building, but joining into an ecosystem. And so, you know, kind of similar idea where you're figuring out where are your clients hanging out, who influences them, and not only focusing on building relationships with buyers, but building relationships with people that influence your buyer or, you know, other people that they buy from, et cetera. And it sounds like, you know, you're, you're hitting on a similar vein there. It's interesting. I, I like to take that and workshop that a little bit. So working with me is kind of like doing a lot of workshops, whether you've listened to my podcast or set it on my CEO workshop series, any of those events, you've probably seen some workshopping going on. So with regard to that building that ecosystem is if you're out there listening right now or watching this, draw in the center of a page, just draw a circle and write customer. That's your customer in there. And then like a spoke, a hub and spoke relationship on the outside of that, label all the functions that touch a company, IT support, marketing support, marketing execution, branding, sales, accounting, finance, banking. And what people do you know that touch your ideal client from those different disciplines? Those are the people who hold and have sway and influence over those business owners because they trust them. And if COVID taught us anything, we need to have and know people behind the brand. We saw that in banking a lot when COVID happened. A lot of the business owners you and I work with, they realized they didn't have a banker. They had a bank because they couldn't get in touch with their banker to talk about loans and stimulus and all those things. So leaning into those relationships that touch 
your ideal client is really the secret sauce because then you can go through the whole process of building out your ideal client profile, your unique selling proposition, your personas and tailoring messaging for them because you got to know who you want to attract before you go try and attract. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting because this call today is is exactly that. We connected through LinkedIn and you know we share a similar customer profile. Um, and so it makes sense for us to be building rapport and building relationship together. And you know it's not necessarily that there's something that we figured out to this point or know exactly what that is. But as we build rapport with people that are reaching the same types of customers, it makes it really easy to um, build referral partnerships or bring somebody in on a deal um, that that helps both parties because it could help, you know, potentially it could help us close a deal because they really need sales support uh, from our client and it could help you win new business and and vice versa. So building those relationships and, and finding out who is the exact right person to call on at the right time really makes a huge difference. Right, right. And what's interesting, and I've kind of always held this as one of those core guiding beliefs that if I subordinate everything to this statement that everything's going to work out, right? And the statement is, is simple. Nobody cares how much we sell at the end of our careers, you know, Friday night, Sunday morning, Monday afternoon. Nobody really cares how many we've sold, who we sold to. They care about what kind of person we were. And so if we, we subordinate everything to that, we'll build relationships. So sales, for, for anyone who uh, is a business owner out there thinking, oh, I really don't want to do sales, right? I don't want to feel that, you know, stigmatized behavior that is labeled as sales or selling. Stop thinking about it that way. Instead, replace those thoughts and conditional, what you've been conditioned to view as sales. Think about it like collecting friends, people you want to do business with. Hmm. Yeah, I like that perspective. And I mean, I, I've kind of fallen into that camp too, where I've done sales in the past and in my current role, it's really a, a hybrid marketing and sales role. And I I don't want to be in that traditional, like cold outreach, cold outbound where I'm dialing, uh, you know, making a hundred calls a day. And I, I don't find that to be the most effective way to do it anyway, overall, certainly not for my personality type. It goes against pretty much everything that is part of my nature, but that doesn't necessarily mean that just because you're not that, you know, um, kind of driven aggressive personality that you can't still do well in sales. You can, it's just a matter of taking a different approach that, you know, building relationships with people and, and building the right relationships at the right time. Um, so Kevin, tell me about a time when you've seen this payoff where, you know, building those relationships up front has led to opportunities for you. Uh, the fun part of this story is that it's my story and it's my current story. So the where this worked is when I went into business for myself, I didn't have a website. I didn't have lead magnets. I didn't have all that social appointing. I had me and my personal network. And so my first handful of clients came from my personal network and personal outreach with a value statement, a value proposition, and building that trust. So it wasn't like a transactional sale. Now, somebody's going to listen to this and go, you're not, you're, you're saying don't do, you know, cold outreach. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is being intentional and thoughtful about it because I did it because it's my style for building relationships. So uh, back when I was selling products, physical products in, in the W2 job, I used to tell all my salespeople, drop your products at the door, leave them behind, go figure out what type of business you're working with and then sell to their needs. Right. And if you don't have an, if they don't have a need, don't just cold push them. That, that, 
that reduces our value to market when we're just pushing stuff on people. Full line forcing is the, uh, the sterilized term there, but, but be authentic. You know, go solve a problem. Don't sell a product. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm totally with you because that's definitely more of my my approach and the way that I I like doing business with people like that. I mean, I've never, if you're selling to me personally and you cold call me and you're really aggressive and you're trying to always close, that will not work with me. You know, it might work with those like um, very driven personalities tend to, to like that, you know, if on the disc test, if they're high D, maybe, maybe that works with that one personality type, but there's lots of other personalities out there that are going to be not only the buyer, but on the buying committee. And, you know, maybe even the buyer does like that kind of approach, but you're going to have to get convince a bunch of other people. If it's an enterprise deal or, you know, it's a complex B2B sale, you, you can't just focus on what works with one personality. It's really building uh, relationships with multiple people, usually at one company. And, if you're taking that aggressive approach, can really turn off a lot of people that that you need to influence. Oh, absolutely. The the, the secret sauce and the the why and the tell me about a time that this worked. Well, that is the culmination of my career. I mean, I did a crazy thing a couple of years ago and started a business. Right, mid COVID, perfect timing too. Right, hey, let's build a relationship business where you can't get in front of people. Well, that's the the perfect example. Like when you step out in intentionality and say, I really want to work with family-owned, founder-led businesses and help them punch above their weight, which by the way, I wrote that in the margins of my day planner back when I was still using paper. I didn't really know what it meant, but it, it came to mean that I want to work with business and business owners that are trying to grow and compete in a very difficult market and arm them, equip them with the tools to be successful and repeat the sales process. Building a sales organization means cloning yourself, right? Do all the best things and none of the worst things, right? So we got to get that best thinking out. And that is, that's where this works. It's why I've been in business and successful and happy. And it's, it's thrilling to get up and go help people every day. It's fairly altruistic to think that I can actually help people every day, but it's the goal. If you're in sales and using LinkedIn and you're not getting the traction you're looking for, you're going to love our social selling accelerator. It's a four week program where we work with you to create content that gets the attention of the right people and start conversations with your ideal customers on LinkedIn. Go to outboundshow.com for more information. For people who are listening to, to this episode, what are a few practical things that they can do to, um, you know, to build those relationships and kind of build that network of, of people that, um, that they need to, to, to build those relationships with ideal customers? You know, that's a great question. So, if anybody's out there in a sales role and you're conditioned to do QBRs, quarterly business reviews, or annual reviews with your, your clients, right? That is kind of the, the agenda. For those of you who are listening who have not done that, what you're simply doing is you're going out to the people that you trust the most and saying things like, hey, Joseph, really would like to spend some time with you talking about what's going on in your world because you're a high value relationship to me, right? Because you're high value, I want to know what's going on in your world and I want to stay current with you and I don't want to let too much time pass between the times where we connect and reconnect because that's important to me, right? Think about if you said that with your 20 closest connections that are in some form of touching a B2B business for marketing, right? For marketing services. And you said, hey, Mr. Finance Officer, uh, Mrs. You know, bank Loan Officer, you know, SBA Loan Officer. If you're telling them, hey, you're a high value relationship, we work in the same markets, I like what you have to say, you, we, we share similar value structures, and I would like to 
build on to our existing relationship in the coming year specifically? What do you think the re reaction would be? You know, send me a price? No, we're building a relationship. Send me a feature sheet? No, it's we're building a relationship. And we also have to be comfortable, we as people who are doing the business relationship development in knowing that not everything's gonna bubble up to a, a referral or a deal or anything. But if you approach everything from the relationship side, your traction in the market by reputation first, and then by action and activity second, will build a strong partner network. I love that question because sometimes it is hard. I mean, if you're the people that you need to build relationships with in, in the context of business aren't necessarily the people that you would build relationship with outside of work. And so I feel like when, when the word relationship is used in the context of sales, it can feel like you're, um, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it can, it can feel a little bit sleazy, like you're only building relationships with people to get something, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's what business is, right? It's looking for mutual benefit and, and building trust with people that, you know, you can go back to at a different time. And, you know, if something comes up, you've built that strong rapport and relationship. And so it really, I think we need to, um, reframe the way we think about the word relationship, because if somebody came to me and said exactly what you just said, even though they are looking to grow their business, I'm not going to feel bad about that. I'm going to feel appreciated. You know, if somebody says, Hey, you're a high value relationship to me. Can we carve out 15 or 20 minutes just to connect? And I can learn about what's going on in your, your world. I'm going to say yes to that pretty much every time, especially if we already have that level of rapport. So that's a great question to be able to to kind of evaluate whether that relationship is going to lead to some kind of business opportunity. Um, cause you have that initial conversation, you build rapport, you learn about what's going on and maybe they say something that you can actually help with. And then it's really natural at that point to say, Hey, would you like some help with that? Or on the flip side, they go, they say things and it has nothing to do with you. You might be able to pull in a, a referral for somebody else that would be able to help them. And you're just building that network and, and building rapport with people. So. I really love that question. Yeah, you asked it for a couple of examples. So I'll, I'll give you a couple here. Uh, I talked a few minutes ago about building the hub and spoke relationship where your customer's at the hub. Now take the customer out and put yourself in there. Now think about those same relationships. Where do you have blanks? Where do you need to do some business development, relationship development for yourself? You know, if you don't know somebody in sales or marketing or finance, you know, reach out to your existing relationships and say, hey, I don't know anybody in this strategic role, do you know anybody you might, you know, suggest I meet? Or you may have to do it cold. You may not know anybody. You have to reach out and say something like, hey, I'm Kevin. I see we work in a similar vertical or have similar markets. I'm building out my professional referral network in case my customers need services that you might have. Would you be open to talking more about that? Right? And it's really, it's not me selling you. It's not me asking for a referral. It's saying, hey, you might actually be good for my other customers. Let's let's explore this. Let's see what, what might happen from this. So that's one thing. Uh, a couple of things, and this is the low tech. Notice I'm giving all low tech. I'm not saying go buy software, go do this. I'm saying low tech. This is something anybody can do. Write down on a sheet of paper on the front side, write the descriptions for the people you want to do business with. Can they afford you? Are they geographically desirable to where you serve? You know, are, are they in your service addressable market? And 
go through that list of, of characteristics and then say, well, okay, inside those businesses I really like to work with, who are the people that exist and who do I need to know to advance my cause, right? So you're just, at this point, you're making lists and then you, here's the, here's the third column, right? So the first column was the descriptions. The second column was the people. Here's the third column. How does that person measure value? That's, that's the one that a lot of people skip. So when you do that, who, what, or what, who, and, and value, it really illuminates a picture of how you should be approaching people, right? So if you're talking to me and you say, I get a lot of cold emails, right? And they say, would you like a list of, no, thank you. Hey, we're a coding and development house and we can develop your custom software approaches. I don't need that either, right? They haven't done enough research about me, but if they read any of my blogs, gone to my website, gone to my LinkedIn, gone, gone anywhere and listened to like five minutes or read for three minutes, they would know that I work for other companies. So they're, I should be a conduit for them. They would know that I talk about sales excellence, sales leadership, change management, CRMs, comp plans. I talk about those things. So if they would lead with that, they would have a higher probability of connecting with me. So knowing how I measure value, it's in relationships and helping businesses grow. They'll get that from any post, I believe, that I put out. Yeah, those are some really really practical ways to to start building that out. And that's interesting with measuring value too, because that's where I agree with you. It's not just looking for the place where you're necessarily going to get the most money or the re most revenue, because that can only motivate people so far. But if you've built those really quality relationships with people that share your values and share you know your perspective on how clients should be served, you're going to get more of the right fit customers. Like if that person refers somebody to you, you're going to know right off the bat that that customer is going to be more than likely a better fit than somebody who's only doing that because they want to get a commission or they want to get a cut or something like that. And when you, you know, share that similar um, that, and I mean, maybe your value, maybe the most important thing to you and the only thing you really care about is getting the revenue, getting revenue. And, and uh, that's all that that other counterpart point cares about too. You know, again, you're, you're more likely to hit the kinds of clients that you're looking for if you do that. Um, but Kevin, what what is the um, what's the wildest thing that's ever happened to you in your sales career? Well, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier. You know, I, I woke up in in 2021 and said, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to start this sales consulting business." So it was kind of that thing where I said, "You know what? It's time to start making a difference." You know, mid COVID, the world was so in flux, and I, I took a leap of faith. Right? That's that's the wildest thing. The second wildest thing is probably uh, goes back to my early career where I was selling uh, products through wholesale distribution, and I had some really, really interesting customer stories. That's probably better shared over a coffee. So I'll, I'll leave the cliffhanger there. Um, but, but you know, back to what you just talked about about getting the right people and the right message in front of people. Whether someone's transactional, you, you said you know just after the commission, that's that plus relationship is why we have things like account based marketing multi-threading, like we have to do some of these tactical things. So, so most of this conversation has been strategy. We've been here on the high level. I, I like to talk with my hands, right? At the high level, we've been talking about how do we breach the door? How do we start, engage, you know, bring the conversation to the front, but how we actually do the other work around that is tactical. And some of it can feel transactional and there's a place for that. But in large part, what we're talking about is the conduit for all those other things. So for those of you who are not, have not done account-based marketing or, or multi-threading, you know, it's, it's a 
big marketing and sales, you know, handshake and hug around how we customize content for people. So if you want to learn more about that, Joseph Shugai, I'm the, I'm the person who talks about sales strategy, but all this stuff meets. And that's why we should be having more conversations like this. So if you're a sales leader out there, go talk to your marketing team. They're, they're out there trying to help you win and getting everybody on the same page is probably the craziest thing that has ever happened for any of my customers. Once they get on the same page, man, they, they can move mountains. You know, when I'm introducing people on LinkedIn, I like to say, hey, good people should know each other because great things can happen, right? And that's kind of the, the approach you have with sales and marketing and operations and finance. Getting everybody on the same page and aligned creates huge, huge market advantages. Well, awesome, Kevin. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Where can people find out more about you? Ah, thanks. A couple places. Two Tall Guys Talking Sales, weekly podcast, 15 minutes. It's your sales weekly vitamin. Uh, catch me there wherever you get your podcasts. Online, lighthousesalesadvisors.com or on LinkedIn. You can find me there, Kevin Lawson. Joseph, thanks so much for having me. I love talking shop with, with you know, other professionals. Appreciate your time today. Absolutely. 